Jesus, to end each one, gives a for or because clause. Skim down. You can see it for each one. Blessed are these sorts of people because... Right, and slowing down for a second, I know we're used to hearing these, but it is unique that Jesus does that. Because he could have just had the blessed are these sorts of people part without any for because clause, and that would have been totally fine. But instead, for each beatitude, Jesus goes out of his way to say, blessed are these people because. And now to be clear, on these because clauses, we need to know that Jesus isn't giving merit clauses here. He isn't giving earning clauses, meaning none of them are you are so blessed and happy because you did this or earned this. That's not what he says. Rather, if you skim down, notice for each beatitude, what Jesus does is he says that we're blessed in the kingdom and then he gives a promise concerning why we're blessed. You see that? For example, verse 5, blessed are the meek because they shall inherit the earth. Or blessed are the pure in heart because they shall see God. Or Jesus even gives a present tense promise in verses 3 and 8 where he says, because there is right now the kingdom of heaven. And all those promises are significant because thinking about why then Jesus started his whole sermon with these Beatitudes, we see that yes, he's talking about true blessedness and happiness. And, and we also see that Jesus often reverses the way we think about true blessedness and happiness. But even that's not it. Because also apparently what Jesus is doing is he right away wants to give his people. He right away wants to give us promises that are true for us in his kingdom as well. Promises that we church should hold on to. And on these promises, I, I do think that because we so often read these Beatitudes and focus on us and what we want to be more like, we can easily miss the beauty of this. Meaning, think about it, we, we often read these Beatitudes and primarily focus on the first half of each verse. We read these and we become so consumed on how we want to be more poor in spirit and meek and merciful and pure in heart and peacemakers and more. And to be clear, all of those things is, are good and we will talk about them more next week. But, but I do encourage you, just, just skim down and look only at the second half of each beatitude. Because doing that, what, what, what do we see? Well, a, a list from Jesus of amazing promises. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They shall be comforted. They shall inherit the earth. They shall be satisfied. They shall receive mercy. They shall see God. They shall be called sons of God. And, and the point is, that's then also what Jesus is communicating here at the beginning of his whole message. And it's how we should receive these beatitudes. Because yes, we do want to be more like these characteristics. But again, if we read these beatitudes and only focus on what we should do, then we are really missing out on what our king is saying. Because one last time, Jesus here, church, is not mainly giving us a list of things we need to now go do. But he is telling us who are those who are truly blessed. And now, yes, true blessedness corresponds with the way that we, we are once we are saved and in his kingdom. We'll talk about that more next week. It's why those in Jesus' kingdom are to some degree like these things. But even more so, the point here is true blessedness exists because our great king has made some incredible promises to us. 
Blessed are these sorts of people because they will receive these promises. That is exactly what Jesus is saying. And finally then, as for these promises, let's believe it, church. Our king will bring each of these to fruition.